Welcome to Funny Parents, everybody. I'm Mary Teresa Archibald. And I am Pat Shea. And we are happy to be back in your ears. Yes, yes, yes. And happy belated Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes. We, we, it was so romantic, we didn't even see it coming. Yes, so much so that uh, it made me think about before kids. Mm-hmm. We used to do romantic things. We'd cook glorious dinners. We'd go out. We'd go out. <gasps> Remember? Oh, sorry. Good. I'm like having a memory. Uh, was it Valentine's Day? We went and ate at that Top Chef chef's restaurant. And then did we go skating at in Central in Park? In Central Park. Oh, wow. Yes, we went to Dave's restaurant for Top <laughs> Chef season one. Season one. I'm not your bitch, bitch. <laughs> the black truffle mac and cheese. And he was incredibly nice. He was incredibly yeah, nice. Yeah. He came around to every single table. And then when we went, oh, it was so glorious. Do you know what we did this year? <laughs> Pat made enchiladas. Yes. Yes. They and, were really good enchiladas. And they're red. There you go. So we happy Valentine's sauce. Day, yes. love. Yes. <laughs> um, but there was some cute art from our little guy, which I shared a picture on our Facebook page. So you can check that out at facebook.com slash funny parents. Yeah. And feel free to share some art, uh, Valentine's oriented art that may be springing up in your family as well. Yes. Anytime you want to share a picture, please do come share it with us. We love it. Um, We totally understand that you don't want to share pictures of your kids. No, 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 of their art, of their art or of, (laughs) of a mess that they make. Maybe we should st- share the real messes. That's what we should share. We can share a picture of Let's just underneath- point the camera anywhere. <laughs> right. Underneath our kids' beds. Yeah. Uh, which they put all their stuffed animals under there. And now they said, oh, we're setting it up as a movie theater for right. them. Right. All the stuffed animals are watching a movie underneath the bunk bed. So that was what they did in lieu of cleaning up under their bed. <laughs> well, you got to give them points for creativity. There you go. So today, yes. Oh, we have an old Chicago friend of ours. We have the amazing Mike Brum, and when I say Mike Brum, I don't know if there's anyone who has ever known this person who hasn't then just paused and said, "What a great guy! What a great guy, Mike Brum!" And uh, he's someone that I've known for over twenty years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was assistant props man on a Star Wars. Uh, parody musical that uh, that I did a long time ago that actually Lucasfilm shut down. Yes. Uh, they served us with a cease and desist and, and uh, kicked us out of our theater. Um, and I was Obi-Wan and, uh, and Mike and I would hang behind the flats and we would light a sprinkler uh, sparkler that we would eventually jab into Darth Vader's hand uh, when it got cut off in the, in the third act of our show. Comedy. Yes. There you go. So he'd bring his hand back uh, behind the, from behind the flat, and and the hand would be gone. There'd be a a black painted Dixie cup with a sparkler in it. Yes, it did. <laughs> anyway, that said, from those, will you? I'll call those humble beginnings. Yes. Uh, Mike uh, became a writer on uh, the Colbert Report, and now is a writer uh, on Late Show uh, with Stephen Colbert, uh, working with Steve Waltine, who we had on a couple of episodes again uh, ago. Excuse me, and. He's got an amazing story about his preparation to be a dad. So it's funny. When you realize that there's a child coming into your house, we Nothing. all prepare, right? Some people do the whole, you know, corners of their tables. They get the little rubber things. Sure. You know, the drawer safety things. Um, Brum looked around his house and saw a different kind of danger. Luckily, not in the house. 
but yes. Yeah, but I bet they were. Mm, okay. Anyway, it's an urban issue. Yeah. And I will say major cringe warning yes. on this Just a, episode. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty. Oh, there is some language in it. Uh, bef- beyond the language, though, major cringe warning in this story. Enjoy. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this story actually takes place a few uh, few weeks before my son was born. Um, when we were going to have my first son, we decided to buy an apartment on the Upper West Side. And we purchased it from a sweet old lady. She was very kind, very nice. She had a twinkle in her eye. She smelled like cookies. She was your quintessential, just wonderful old lady. And the, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no. and the, uh, the apartment was great. And what made the apartment great was it had this 300-foot patio in the backyard. And she had... Gone, he spent her 20 years living there making this beautiful English garden. It had roses and trellises. There was a fountain. It was extremely beautiful. And I was looking forward to raising my son there. I like to play and catch in the backyard, teaching him how to walk back there, teaching him how to crawl back there. This is going to be the place where me and my son bonded. But the one thing nobody told us about, you know, not the co-op board or not our building inspector or not this sweet old lady, was that it was filled to the brim with rats. There was was a serious rat issue. And I'm not quite sure how the lady hid this or whatever, because we inspected the house a few times. There was no signs of rats. But as soon as we moved in, it was like Swiss cheese. There was holes all over the place. And there was a movie in the 70s called Ben, I think, and I think Michael Jackson did the soundtrack for it, where the boy befriends a rat. And I don't know if this lady befriended the rats, and she goes, okay, just lay low, and then when they move in, you go hog crazy. Or maybe it was three rats in a moo-moo. I'm not sure what happened. It was cursing the old lady, but whatever it was, it was really bad, you know? So I'm not sure what happened, but I was sure of one thing, and it was, hold on, wait for it. Betrayal! <laughs> this lady betrayed us! And almost immediately, we were finding dead rats. Like, I think she poisoned the rats because we'd go outside and there would be just rats just shuddering in the corner like they were on their way out. You know, they were dying. And then they would die almost immediately. The rigor mortis would set it. And then me and my very pregnant wife would go out there with a broomstick and poke them and run back inside and poke them and run back inside. And this went on for like three hours. Then we'd finally get the courage to sweep them up into a dustpan and then throw them away. So we did that for a while, and I quickly learned that I have a thing called like rats Tourette's. I am scared of rats. So when I see a rat or whatever, I try to make myself brave by just cursing up a sword going, fuck you, you fucking fucker. I will fuck the shit out of you, you fucking fucking rat. And so I'm yelling that as my wife is like scooping up these rats and we're putting them in the trash can. So that was really bad, and it was also really bad because like, you know, I'm getting ready to have a child, and my child's going to play in this backyard, and I couldn't even protect him from rats. So I decided these rats have to go, and I had dedicated my life to ridding these rats. I think, like, when you become a parent, you know, something instinctual, and you like, sort of that mama bear thing, where, like, I will protect this child at all costs. And I think, I will protect this child at all costs, and I will get rid of these rats if it is the last thing I do. So I immediately started thinking of some plans to get rid of the rat. My first plan was to lay down, almost cover the entire backyard in like loo traps and snap traps. And they were all over the place. There was, it could bring down a buffalo. There were so many traps and not even a trap. And while it could bring down a buffalo, it did not bring down any rats. I don't know if rats are wise to the whole like loo trap, snap trap thing, but it did not catch one rat. So again, the paranoia was getting even worse, you know, and I started becoming like Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. Like I would just spend all day at the computer researching rat facts. And my wife would come in and goes, I don't feel good. I go, it has to wait, honey. I'm researching rat facts. And so I learned a lot about rats. For example, in New York, there are two types of rats. You have your brown rat 
and you have, which is your Norway rat, and your black rat, which is your roof rat. The rat can uh, go through a hole one inch in diameter. They can be dropped 40 feet and still survive. They can jump horizontally four feet. Uh, what else can they do? They can tread water for three days, and they live <laughs> underground in groups of 30 to 50. So as much as there's rats I saw on the top, there's like a whole city of rats below. And again, I was freaking out because I didn't want my son to be eaten. You know, I didn't want to, I mean, as a proud parent, I just didn't want to be eaten. I would, and I was already getting ready to field questions like, how's your son today? Well, he was carted off by rats, you know, as a rat mother, a rat father. He's being raised in the sewer, you know. I was really worried about this. And so again, everything was done. So plan one failed with the rat trap. So then we went to plan two. And plan two, I talked to the super, and the super had an idea. He goes, let's just make a big pot of rice and beans, fill it with rat poison, and leave it in the backyard. I go, and I didn't want to do that because I thought it would be like a zoo genocide the next day where I'd come out there and there'd be raccoons and squirrels, maybe neighbors that me and my wife would then have to go with a stick and soup them up into the trash bag. <laughs> so that plan didn't work either. And again, the paranoia was getting even worse at this time. You know, I would stay up on the fire escape and just look for rats. I would count rat holes to see how many there were. I'd look for rat droppings. I mean, I really was going to say it. It's sort of like uh, Sherlock goes to his mind palace, you know, and you see like facts and figures and numbers or whatever. I just saw rats straight in and out of holes. And I was really upset. And I, again, because I, I didn't want my son to be eaten. So I decided the only thing we had to do was to get, rip, rip out this beautiful garden. And again, it was a beautiful garden. The lady had dedicated her life to it. Like for a brief time, you go back there and you forgot you were in New York City. You thought you were in like the Luxembourg Gardens in Paris. I mean, it was just beautiful and this tranquil thing, but I said, nope, this has got to go. So I hired two men on Craigslist to come and dig out the garden. <laughs> and I didn't tell them about the rats, something that old lady taught me to not to do. So I, I didn't tell them about the rats. And I hid upstairs listening to the window as they shoveled. And at first it went fine, but it immediately became chaos. Because I don't know if the rats emerged, but I just heard banging shovels. And the men just saying, I did not sign up for this. I'm like, fuck that rat. And I am just sitting going, please just dig. Just keep digging. Stop digging. You know, don't stop digging. And uh, I was worried that the men would quit. I would always worry that they would beat me senseless with a shovel, but they did not do either of those things. And they finished the job. And for a brief day, it was pretty awesome. The rats were gone. And I walked back there, and the beautiful garden was gone. And it was just like, you know, beds filled with rocks. It was kind of boring, but at least the rats weren't there, you know. Until the next day when my wife sent me a photo. And she sent me a photo of the rocks, and in the rocks was, hold on, wait for this just for one second. Hold on, was a giant rat hole. The rat had returned. And I don't know if all the rats decided to go in one rat hole, or there was just one rat came back. But there was one rat had returned. And so I was upset because we spent like four grand to get rid of this beautiful garden, and also this house, and like, they were just filled with rats and we didn't know what to do. And again, the sun was getting closer. And again, I'm getting more nervous that like something's going to happen to my son, like some disease or again, it's going to eat his face in the crib or whatever. I didn't know what was happening. So that was really bad. So that night I was up in my, it was like 11 PM and I just got out of bed in my pajamas. And I said, I'm going to go take care of that rat. So I went to our back patio and I got a shovel. And again, it's a patio on the ground floor. So we're surrounded by buildings so everybody can look down on us. And I'm in there shoveling my pajamas, just muttering to myself because I'm scared of rats going to like crawl up the handle and like bite my neck or something. I'm just going, fuck you, you fucking rat, I'm fucking, 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 just cursing up a storm trying to get rid of this rat. And I dug up all the rock and all the rock was gone. And then I put down some like chicken wire and some other aluminum stuff and I covered it all back up. And, you know, I waited the next day and there was no rat. I waited another day and there was no rat. And um, 
it looked like the signs weren't there. I don't know if it was waiting for me to be grow weaker and then it would attack me, or I don't know if it's sort of like the Taliban in Afghanistan where they wait till America leaves and then they regroup and come in or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something was happening, the rat was out there, and I felt really good about that. And the days went on and no rat returned. We would see like little, like it tried to dig, but it didn't quite make it, and so it gave up. And, and in a way, I respected the rat. I mean, maybe the rat was doing what I was doing, which was like trying to protect my son, and maybe his children were buried underneath and it was trying to like protect his children. But whatever the case, we were in each other's minds, but the rat definitely had the upper hand because I was going insane. But um, so that seemed to get rid of the rat, and uh, it was very great. And then a few days later, my son was born, and I'm happy to report that he was born in a rat-free backyard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a father, you don't know if you do everything right, and I'm sure I have many faults. But the one thing I'm proud about is that I was able to save my son from being eaten by a rat. And he is 11 years old today, and he has never been bitten by a rat once. And so it's a small victory, but I'm very happy about it. Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. Beyond. And it's so funny as he was talking about uh, about uh, finding this wonderful place to live on the Upper West Side. Uh, we lived on the Upper West Side for a, about a year. It's a and similar problem that drove us out. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, so we could almost feel where this was going, and yet at the same time, it's so terrifying. And and being a parent makes it even more so. Um, so what we do. You move. You move. Eventually. Eventually you move. Eventually you move. Um, Because there's no fixing it. There's no fixing this problem. I remember we moved into our apartment on the Upper West Side, uh met our lovely couple who lived next door to us, literally right next door. And the first thing they said to us, do you remember? You told me. Do you have a cat? Yeah. Do you have a cat? And we said no. Uh, And they were like, you might want to get one. And when you say a lovely apartment on the Upper West, okay. It was a lovely. It was a, it had a bedroom. It was an apartment that on the only Upper fit West. our bed. There was no other furniture allowed cuz there was Our our landlord was subject of uh of an exposé uh shortly after we moved out. Of so the 10 worst landlords in New York City. Yes, exactly. So we we won't. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, but what are the hazards? What did you do to prep your home? Mhm. For your children. I will say we did very little. Yeah. Very little. But I'm sure you all thought this through and planned and did smart solutions to hazards. Share them. Come take a picture of it. Tell us about it over at facebook.com slash funny parents. And thank you so much for listening. Take care.